This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner is Charlie Daggs, okay? He was a middle manager at a manufacturing company. He wants to break free, and he won the $100 I give out every Monday. For your chance to win, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes right now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. This is episode 389. Coming up tomorrow morning, you'll hear from Steve Chow. He might be the most successful info product marketer ever. Top Tribe, good morning to all of you. Our guest this morning is Phil Alexander. He is currently the CEO and founder of Concept Drop, a 500 startups B17 grouping. But before that, he was a member of 1871 in the greater Chicago area. He was the co-founder of Quick to Launch LLC. And before that, he did some time at Zodius Capital before jumping in to his own businesses. Phil, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. All right. Very cool. So first things first, why don't you tell us what Concept Drop is and how you guys generate revenue? Sure. So Concept Drop is a marketing platform that allows businesses to have presentations and marketing material designed while they sleep. So no more design contests or wasting hours combing through a ton of applications on freelancer sites for a short project. Instead, what we do is we match everyday marketing projects like presentations and one pagers to top flight designers through a series of advanced algorithms and integrations to everyday software like PowerPoint, for instance. Um, so we are we're a Chicago-based company. We're actually servicing over 300 leading brands now, um, and we are we're set up as a marketplace. So we're making money from uh, essentially taking a, a cut of every single project and then paying out the rest to uh, different independent contractors. So who is the in in this case who is the, who is the seller? Are there freelancers you sign up the sellers? Yeah, so the, the, the suppliers are kind of a, a global network of elite creative professionals. So we actually vet them and we have a, a small group of freelancers that are working on projects actually based on fit. So okay. for instance, if it's like 11 at night and you say, I need a one pager by tomorrow, we can give you someone who might be in London giving them a head start on tomorrow's design, but they also have been vetted to have industry experience in your area of business uh, and obviously specialization with, with one pagers or whatever it might be. And what percentage do you take from the seller, the creative professional that's doing that work in London? We're taking about 30 to 35% on, on the projects up front. Okay. And, and just to be clear, the vet, the, the freelancer in London tells you, I'm not willing to work for less than 50 bucks an hour. You take 35% out of that or you, uh, or you increase 50 bucks an hour to, and charge that to the buyer. So basically we, we are setting the prices. So it's fixed prices from both sides. And we we're providing the offers to the to the independent contractors who can then accept or pass on the project based on the price point. But they're not competing with other suppliers to win that project. We're actually making them the offer, providing the details, and then they can take a look and see if it fits with their 
with their pricing and with their skill set. And obviously availability is a big piece of it as well. My point is, so it's, let's say it's a hundred dollar project. You're taking $35 out of that. Is the, is the freelancers accepting that job seeing 70 or sorry, the net opportunity, which would be $65 or are they seeing a hundred bucks and then you take out 35 bucks? They see the net. We want to show them exactly what they're going to yep. get paid. Yep. Awesome. Great. So you're basically upselling that to the, the buyers really covering that. Correct. Okay, cool. So, and who is the average buyer? Would you say? The average buyer, uh, we actually work mostly with middle market and larger enterprises. They typically come from marketing teams. Uh, usually we sell into director level and higher on those marketing teams. So a lot of directors and marketing, sometimes CMOs. Okay. And what year was the business founded in? So the company actually started as kind of like a, a side project of mine back in the end of 2012. So we started as just an overnight design service for PowerPoint. And we really kind of broadened our, our scope and our offering over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. launching our, our marketplace in 2015. And so I always like asking this question back in 2012, Phil, do you remember what that first year revenue was? Uh, I was, I mean, it was basically nothing. I was, what's <laughs> I was, the number? Was it's always, it's always embarrassing. Is it like what a hundred bucks, thousand bucks? Yeah, I was just like a couple of thousand dollars, you know, it, it, it started with me kind of acting as the middleman on every single project, which obviously there's some big limitations to scaling there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, you've built something special 2012 to today, July 2016. How many total buyers have purchased something through Concept Drop? Well, I can tell you that we worked with over 300 companies and in one calendar year, year, year we 8x our monthly revenue. We went from two employees to eight full-time employees. And in the process, we recently closed out a $1.1 million venture round as well. Okay. And what, uh, that, so if it was venture, you were selling equity, that wasn't a note? That was a, it was a, Safe. no, it was a, a priced round. Okay. It was a priced round. Did you do a convertible note before the 1.1 million? We did do a convertible note. We'd raised uh, about a quarter million dollars on a convertible note prior to that round. So it's fair to say you've raised about 1.35 million total. Exactly. Okay. Correct. Got it. What, uh, and you just recently closed the 1.1 million. Uh, you said it was a priced round. What valuation did you have on that? Yeah, I would rather not disclose the exact valuation, but, um, you know, I, I think we it came in at a price we're pretty happy with. What's a range? Uh, five to seven. Okay. Got it. Pre. Correct. Got it. Awesome. Valuable. Um, you know, marketplaces are going through something interesting because I talked to a lot of kind of folks doing marketplaces and the valuations are all over the place. I mean, what drove yes. yours up? Was there like a, was there like a, a, a repurchase rate that was really high or the growth rate? I mean, what drove that valuation for you? Yeah, I think the growth rate was the, the biggest piece of it. I mean, obviously you can look at, um, the, the existing market for, you know, series seed rounds and, and try to use something that kind of looks at the other businesses and where they're at. But for us, it was mostly built off of growth and kind of where we had gone. If, I, I developed a relationship with our lead investor over a year. And so uh, it wasn't kind of a, a one-time sale. Instead, it was a series of meetings. And every time I was coming back to him, he was seeing the progress and growth we had made. Was so that an, so uh, it was an angel or versus a big firm? It was actually, it's a, a venture firm in Chicago. So we're actually a Chicago based company and uh-huh. our round is, uh, it's, it's a group of, it's kind of split between, uh, angels. And then uh, there are a handful of, of different funds that actually invested as well. Who was the lead fund? It's called network ventures. Uh, okay. it was, it was started by someone who was one of the early employees from the Pritzker group. Oh, very cool. Okay. Uh, real quick. Let me just round out. You get, you said total number of buyers over your history has been about 300. What about total number of sellers? How many freelan- vetted freelancers do you have? That, yeah, have so we actually, that have been paid something. 
Yeah, so we actually um, are working with a pretty small group of suppliers, uh, less than 100. And okay. one of the things we try to do is maintain a high utilization rate for our suppliers. It's a great way to obviously ensure they get higher payouts, but also to kind of develop loyalty with our platform. We want to make sure they're consistently getting offers from us. So what is the, would you say monthly, what's the average seller again, you've got less than a hundred, what's the average vetted freelancer making from a concept drop projects? Our average, the average order value for us is about $500. So they're, they're taking about 65% of that on average per project. Um, and you know, I'd like to say that they're doing four or five projects a month. Okay, got it. So four or five projects at you said what about five hundred? Well, they're making I guess about three hundred and twenty bucks on that, Correct. something like that. Yeah, that's pretty valuable. I mean, that's what thirteen hundred bucks a month. I mean, you can't necessarily live on that, but that's a nice little side side time salary, huh? Yeah, I mean, we find a lot of our our suppliers are actually full time freelancers. So yeah, they might be working a few other projects or sometimes we have people who, you know, they come home at night, they get an offer from us. It's like, Oh great. I get to do something I love to do and get paid for it. Yeah. So. so what was total uh, in 2015? What was the add up all the projects that you put through your system? What was total transaction volume? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the, the exact number right now. I, like I said before, we've, we're pretty happy that we've been growing quickly over, over the last year. Well, what is, I mean, you know, the number, if you've, if you're happy that you're growing quickly, put some numbers on that. So our audience can understand what happiness means. Yeah. I, I, again, I probably not going to get into the, the specifics, uh, but we've, or, you know, obviously things have been going well for us. We've been growing quickly. I, and I think it was our revenue that actually took us from about two to several employees before we actually needed to close out that larger round. So what was, is, I mean, give us, tell me something about 2015 that's numbers oriented besides just you raise a bunch of money. Cause I talk to people all the time that raise a bunch of money, but they're broke as hell and they're going to go bankrupt in two <laughs> months. Right. So like maybe, I don't know if you want to say what your revenue was in, in 2015, instead of total transaction volume, that's cool. Or total projects process in 2015, just some quantifiable thing about 2015. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like in back in early part of 2015, we hadn't launched a marketplace. Uh, we were, you know, doing, you know, not single digits in monthly revenue, but we were, we were doing, you know, in the lower 10 to 15,000 per month, we okay. basically 10 X that in a year. Okay. Um, we, you know, like I said, we've, 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 we've seen a lot of growth and also we've kind of gone from selling those individual projects to closing a six figure contract with a fortune 100 company. So, um, you know, we've been able to kind of scale up and obviously sell a lot more. And our whole vision is to have companies, who basically are purchasing a bank of hours with concept shop that allow their employees to pull from it. Yep. So if in January of 2015, you know, you're doing somewhere between 10 and 15 K and then by the end of 2015, you're doing somewhere between hundred and 150 K, by the way, congratulations getting over the million dollar annual run rate mark. That's exciting, right? Thank you. Yeah. Yes. That eighty-eight thousand dollar number, right? That's the magic thing. If this is a question I have for you, if the revenue is actually stacking, do you see pretty healthy repurchase rates? I mean, are people really paying pretty much coming back every month, paying for three or four projects? Yeah, because of it, the kind of the nature of what we're doing, we typically see people come back in like sixty to ninety days. But that's been a big focus for us. Obviously, at some point, you can kind of exhaust the market going through paid channels. So we have a big focus on trying to get people to repeat, trying to get people to sign up for a longer contract, and pass this over to their team as well. Got it. So is it fair to say again? I don't know kind of what growth rate actually looked like month over month in in, in twenty fifteen outside of that you start at fifteen k and get up to you know at a max one fifty k. Is it fair to say total revenue in twenty fifteen that was above three hundred thousand bucks? Yeah, a little bit. I would say a little bit less than that actually. Okay. But 
Got yeah. it. But you're growing. You're still, I mean, what do you think you'll do in 2016? What's like your, Oh my gosh, this would be amazing goal. Yeah. I, I mean, for us, we want to, we want to get past like a $2 million run rate. Yep. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the next step. Obviously. Yep. yep. Awesome. Well, that's great. And then tell us in, if you go back, so you gave us total buyers and total sellers, you know, 300 and one less than 100 respectively. If you just go back in, let's just do a snapshot in March of 2016, or you pick a month. I don't really care how many buyers and sellers are kind of using the platform on a monthly basis to, you know, put up a project and actually execute the project. I think we, last month we had 50 different companies that had used the platform. Okay. Um, and it, uh, off the top of my head, I can't tell you the exact number of suppliers. Are those, are those, I was going to say, are those serviced by 50 unique or do many people do multiple of those projects? Many people do multiple, 50 different company, unique companies uh, who obviously could have multiple users within those organizations. Sorry, I meant, I meant on your side, the freelancers, you know, one freelancer could have done five of those 50 projects, right? Yes. Uh, so I- exactly. So the, it, it's not like a one-to-one ratio. Yeah. Like I said, we try to maintain a high utilization rate. It depends on how long it takes them to close out the projects, but we, we want to maintain a small high quality pool that we can, you know, give them great offers and they can start to develop expertise with specific companies as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel I have a question for you. I write a check right now. I'm, I'm writing, I bring my checkbook out. I'm writing right now. It's, it's a $8 million acquisition offer. Do you accept or not? No, I think we we pass right now. Why would you pass? I just think that we there's we haven't maximized our potential. I think we're gonna go a lot further in the next twelve to twenty four months, and mm-hmm. so I, I think that's that's too early to look at something like that. How old are you, Phil? I am thirty. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I always ask that question because it, it baffles me. I mean, I, look, me if I was, I mean, I, I would do it right because uh, just because I've, I maybe I got I've been through the fire once or twice, and I always just think, wow, if these people raise a seven million dollar valuation, the owner like you probably still owns 30, 40, 50, maybe even more than that percent of equity, depending on your co-founder situation. And seven million dollar exit, if you have a one or two x liquidation preference, puts you know two, three million bucks in your pocket. But you'd say no. Yeah, I think if I, I mean, of course, the second you you raise a serious seed round, it kind of changes the stakes for what's acceptable to everyone and That's like right. i made a commitment to the investors to get to a certain point and i, I think you, know, you kind of got to assume when when you have these you know professional investors coming and they're expecting a certain return so it, it would be too early to jump on something like that yeah awesome well hey phil if people want to follow your journey as you keep building concept drop where's the best place for them to do that online yeah they can email me directly phil at conceptdrop.com also i'm on twitter at phil alexander one um but you know, I'd love to connect with anyone and really excited and appreciate the opportunity to speak today. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, and you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can see Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now.
folks. Breaking news. We have added two capuchin monkeys that can sit at a computer, type an email, and close a deal live on stage at the greatest business show on earth coming to Austin, Texas, October 6th. Brought to you by yours truly. We are almost sold out. So many people buying like Blake Allen, who is the CEO of AppLink, Timothy Delaforce, who works at the Work Lodge, and he's XHP, and hundreds of other people. It's going to be a show like you've never seen before. The greatest business show on earth. Go get your tickets at nathanlatka.com forward slash Austin live before they sell out. nathanlatka.com forward slash Austin live to see these unbelievable two capuchin monkeys, billionaires battle on stage, startups go from bootstrap to billions live and much more. nathanlatka.com forward slash Austin live to get your tickets now. Well, yeah, and, and Philip, we have uh, we have the last part of the podcast, which is the famous five. I'll remind everyone you can get a link directly to fill stuff in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top three eight nine again forward slash the top three eight nine. Phil, let's jump into the famous five quickly. Number one, favorite business book. You know, I tend to read uh, boring nonfiction books that have nothing to do with business. I, I think that anything business and digital is is so dynamic that most of these business books become dated pretty quickly. So uh, I, I'm more interested in kind of online publications than maybe one specific What's an book. online publication you use or, or, or read? I mean, just, I read the Wall Street Journal every day. I, I kind of stay up to date. I, you know, I do read TechCrunch, but I feel like I'm living so much of the, the tech stuff that I, I tend to try to read elsewhere to try and get a, a broader perspective on things. Yeah, that's smart. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? say uh sundar pachai uh, i think it's, it's great to see someone who succeeded with such a focus on product what's his what business google oh google got it oh yeah yeah duh. okay wonderful number three is their favorite online tool you have like FreshBooks. actually for me it's probably hubspot i think it paints the the perfect picture of of the company on a day-to-day basis well, well tell me how you use hubspot why do you like them we use it as a crm but we also i mean we use it to I mean, and basically create different personas for our customers, for people who are coming in at the top of the funnel. It, it helps us understand who we're selling to and, um, you know, what type of content we should be creating. That's awesome. Are you using more of their marketing suite or their sales suite? We actually use both. Interesting. <laughs> um, I would say probably more, a little bit more on the marketing end right now, though. Yeah. All right. Number four. Yes or no? Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? No. What are you getting? Five to six. Wow. Okay. So you're 30. Are you married, single? You have kids? I'm actually engaged. Oh, congrats. Very good. <laughs> Thank All you. Right. So no kids yet. Nope. So last question, Phil. Take us back 10 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Yeah, I think uh, I wish that I knew that, you know, I'm really, you're not going to learn everything in, in business school or a class that's going to provide some kind of cheat sheet for starting a business. So it's it's not as formulaic or mechanical as, as I once thought. I, I would tell myself to go talk to people and then to launch something and start selling as soon as you can. Awesome. Top tribe. You learned it here from Phil. Start selling as soon as you can because business is not a formula. It is an art. Again, he's launched concept drop, just raised 1.1 million bucks to add to a quarter million already raised before that. Again, on a uh, full priced round, uh, well over 300 companies paying for his platform and uh, somewhere around, you know, 50 to 100 free vetted freelancers that they've got servicing those projects. Phil, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much. 
If you enjoyed Phil today, go back and listen to Yaya yesterday. He runs Truebill, which helps you quickly save money on all those monthly subscriptions you pay. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google Ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Folks, the greatest business show on earth is coming to Austin, Texas on October 6th, featuring a gorgeous red carpet. So much press, the lights are going to blind you. It's going to be unbelievable. Fancy cars. There's going to be billionaires battling on stage. Product launches happening live on stage so you can watch how they sell millions. Startups going from bootstrap to billions. Penthouse Mastermind. A Grammy performance from somebody who you know very well. They're on TV all the time. They win so many awards. Their voice is unbelievable. Believable. It's going to be an event that you're never going to want to miss. The greatest business show on earth. I guarantee you've never seen anything like this. Capuchin monkeys selling on stage and more. Go to NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin Live to get your tickets now. That's NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin Live. We're almost sold out. Get your tickets and see if you qualify to walk the red carpet. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.